At Gooder, we're intentional about bringing our mission statement to life. Most of the time when I read a mission statement, it's way more statement than mission. A statement is a clear expression of something. A mission, however, is a calling, and that's way more powerful. Since our inception in 2015, we've had three mission statements. Mission statement one, we wrote in 2015, which is, our mission is to ignite and unite the spirits of active people. When you look good, you play gooder. Fun fact, that's where the name gooder actually came from, but that's a different story for a different day. Although this is an actual mission statement, we thought it was a little too corporate, it was boring, and it didn't ignite and unite our spirits, so how can we expect to do it of our customers? Now, mission statement two we wrote in 2018, which is, we're recklessly committed to fun, blah, 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 sunglasses. As much as I love this, this version has no mission in it. However, it is way more fun and way more on brand, and we use it as a mantra today. Because in 2020, we wrote our third mission statement, which is alive and thriving currently, and that is, at Gooder, we exist to give you the permission to be unabashedly yourself, unless you're an asshole. We love our mission statement, but just having a great mission statement isn't enough. We believe we must be intentional about bringing it to life so that our team and our customers can feel it. But that's way easier said than done. What are the behaviors that speak to our mission statement? How do we define our mission statement? How do we know when we're living into it and when we're not? Well, at Gooder, we have initiatives, projects, and next actions that help hold us accountable and speak to why we exist. And that's what this episode's about. Let's talk about it. That's fantastic. You're going to leave them shades on the whole time? No, no. I'll, All take, right, cool. I'll, I'll take them off. <laughs> All right. Hey, Steven, what's up? No, not much. Been a while. Oh, man. So long. I think uh, like fall of last year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let's oh, do man. it though. It's good to be back. Um, all right. So let's just jump right in, kick things off with a lightning round. How's that sound? Perfect. Great. Uh, what time do you wake up this morning? 530. It's early. <laughs> do you see us changing our mission statement again? Ooh, not for a while. Okay. Uh, what's your favorite launch coming up? Oh, the uh, Georgia Aquarium octopus launch because I got to meet an octopus for the photo shoot. Spirit animal. Dream come true. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and would you rather sweat jelly beans or have dustpan hands? Oh, jelly beans. And I sweat a ton. So I feel like this would benefit everybody around me. Glorious. <laughs> uh, and where are we recording from right now? We are at Gooder HQ, the lagoon and the room we are in for those who are watching it on YouTube is a conference room called Mick and Keith's room. It is a uh, modeled after the stones and it is a, a record studio vibe. It's pretty nice. Very yeah. cozy. I like it in here. <laughs> All, right, All of our conference rooms have random ass themes, by the way. Yeah, they do. Uh, just give, throw us a couple other ones so we, we get a sense of it. Well, I mean, the one, the one I'll talk about is hell. And so you can say, see you in hell because mm-hmm. there's actually a conference room that's called that. So that's probably yeah. the, uh, the, the best name. I walked past the glowing red light this morning and just chuckling to myself <laughs> on the way upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right. Let's get into some questions, huh? Uh, so on the heels of this uh, mission statement business, talk about being unabashedly yourself. Um, what does it mean to you and what does it mean in the context of Gooder? Yeah, we, you know, we're getting ready to roll out a campaign. It's called Why We Exist. And we really felt we needed to kind of like unpack why we exist. So our mission statement, our commitment to uh, our customers and escapism and how we're making the world a better place. And so that's kind of all wrapped up in this campaign. We're going to talk about it all in this episode. And so, you know, going back to the beginning of, all right, well, we have this amazing mission statement. What does it actually mean? Because it can be viewed as word salad at times. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we put tension behind it. So unbashedly you, uh, the definition of that is like, you know, without embarrassment or shame. That's just the textbook definition. But at Gooder, it's, you know, be you with no shame. Bring your individuality. You're silly. You're weird. You're unique. You're quirky. You know, your pension for collecting be- belly button lint from Basset Hounds, which I do. Yeah, uh, because it's the luckiest substance on uh, earth. 
And, and but really what's wrapped up in that is the, from internally, the thing we hear constantly from people who come into Gooder as new hires is it's the first time they've ever thought they could be truly them at work. There's not work Steven at home, Steven. There's just Steven. Yeah. And so, right, we, we really believe in authenticity and letting people be unabashedly themselves. And then externally, this thing would happen when we first started and I was on the streets a lot, sunglasses at stores or at marathons. And somebody would pick up a black pair of glasses and put it on and then set it down and pick the color they really want mm-hmm. and put it on and be like, oh, yeah, this is what I want. And since our product is $25, they actually can buy the wild pair of glasses because it's not a huge commitment. And in that little moment, like we're putting smiles and faces and we're letting people be like unabashedly them. And so that is everything that's wrapped up in an unabashedly you. For sure. I mean, at that price point, I can give myself permission to get the extra pair that I want, right? For sure. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Now, how about the uh, dot, 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 unless you're an asshole part? Yeah, I mean, actually, one more thing on the unabashedly you that's important. The typical sunglasses, uh, active sunglasses, uh, I don't like the look of them per se. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're neither good nor bad. I just don't find them stylish. But we've been taught for our entire existence that if you want a pair of like athletic eyewear, whether it's a run-in or ride a bike, it needs to look a certain way. And it's like, no, 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 no. You can be you your personality you don't need to conform to this like you know uh this way of looking to protect your eyes during an activity so that's also just a really important i think mindset to have Mm -hmm. but back to uh what does don't mean asshole mean (laughs) yeah Uh, this is actually i think one we've done the most work on to define internally because it's a really it's a funny statement to say but you're like well what is what does that mean so uh i'll pack in a couple different ways there's a the formal definition of asshole is you know, stupid, annoying, or detestable person. Now, the good or the good or like legal jargon is a uh, you know we want you to come as you are, uh, be you. However, we do not tolerate asshole behavior such as language, actions uh, uh, that are demeaning, disrespectful, uh, oppressive, unlawful, harassing, abusive. Blah 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 blah. But inside gooder, like in our culture, being an asshole is simply being unprepared, indirect, or mean. Mm-hmm. And, and like that is, hey, showing up to a meeting um, without your agenda filled out, that's an asshole move. Like that is unprepared, right? For sure. <laughs> Indirect. If if you have a problem with somebody and you're just complaining about a colleague to them, that's an asshole. Uh, that's an asshole move. Yeah. Say something to their face. Um, and then just, you know, nobody likes people that are mean. But that is really, I think, the most interesting part of the mission statement is how we define asshole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have a sharp ax, talk to people, not about them and don't be mean. Mean people suck. Yeah. I mean, have you ever heard anybody, uh, inside gooder ask, well, well, what do you mean by that? Hmm. Uh, other than you, like clarifying we're trying to work through this. Oh, that's a good question. Oh, do you mean just in general, like yeah. asking for clarity on something yeah. or yeah. Uh, I mean, I I think part of what's great about working here is that everyone is so curious genuinely about arriving uh, at clarity, right? So we're willing to ask each other tough questions and uh, get on the same page about things. Yeah, I think the really interesting thing, the last thing is uh, what I say, indirect, uh, unprepared, indirect, or mean. You know, we are a company that teaches people how to give direct feedback, clear and constantly, 
And if you're not used to feedback, you actually could misconstrue feedback as mean. Mm -hmm. And so that is like a a little asterisk piece that even has to go further down (laughs) on for certain people, especially where their journey is at Gooder. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, just learning to be present with yourself and who you truly are to be unabashedly yourself is a big part of that, right? If we're not willing to receive feedback, we're not going to grow and we're not going to be able to fully express ourselves. And yeah, like you said, there's a lot of resistance to that early, like just getting used to hearing from people the truth of their perspective. Yeah. The the difference between, you know, mean and direct is uh, direct feedback is, Hey, that presentation um, had Several, um, several mistakes in it. The um, copy was sloppy, uh, uh, proofreading errors. Uh, visually, there was images were stretched. Mean is your presentation fucking sucked. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> one's direct feedback, one's not. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, uh, sort of on that note, um, you talk about Gooder being an escapist brand. So what does that mean? Yeah, this is something we also have worked really hard on because we are a very fun, absurd, irreverent band. We have a certain responsibility to our customers as escapism. We are escapism, right? We are giving people a respite from the everyday life, putting smiles in their face, having fun. And so we actually, in this whole process of why we exist, felt we really needed to define that and, and how that rolls up into everything we do. So the formal definition of escapism is habitual diversion of the mind to purely an imaginative activity or uh, entertainment you know, as an escape from reality, right? So the, you are escaping from reality. That mm-hmm. could be a daydream. It could be anything. It could be dressing up for EDC. And then the gooder definition is every time you enter the gooderverse, whether it's online, in person, or by rocking your gooders, you are transported to a tropical wonderland where the harsh realities melt away and you let your inner Carl fly. It sounds so nice. Yeah, it sounds so nice and way better than me reading a definition. It's like a hug. <laughs> <laughs> but there's more, right? Like We we tie it into our values. So our two values are fun and authenticity. Mm -hmm. And so for escapism for fun as a brand, our default position is escapism. So we leaning into our values of fun, right? The look, the feel, the voice, and then authenticity. Sometimes authenticity is super fun and escapist. Sometimes authenticity is amplifying voices and causes that we believe in. So 1% for the planet, which is nonprofits for earth and animals we have this thing, Amplify series that we're going to talk about, which is uh, uh, supporting nonprofits for people and human rights. And it's really important to us to understand like, hey, our default position is fun always. But more importantly, we, we speak to causes, but we speak to it proactively. So as a brand, like we pride ourselves on being super intentional and escapism is a choice and amplifying voices of thing we believe in is a choice. But what we don't do is we're not reactive. We're really mindful. We don't want to jump on the latest bandwagon. We think like virtue signaling is the most inauthentic thing we can do. So we really try and stay away from it. Yeah, for sure. And there's just a constant stream of things happening in the world that might or might not warrant a response, um, especially from the corporate side of things. You listed a bunch of projects in there, 1% for the planet, um, all all sorts of things that might be something um, that we should speak up about or not. Um, so how do we decide what actually gets our momentum behind it? How do we decide, um, what gets our attention as a company and what we speak up for? Yeah, we, there's a couple different paths here. So we have two ways we donate a ton of money. So there's, uh, earth and animals, which is all wrapped up in 1% for the planet. So 1% for the planet is, um, it's an organization that we're a member of, which 
because we're a member of it, we have to donate 1% of our top line revenue to causes that benefit the earth. Mm-hmm. And so we, we do that. We're carbon neutral. We do a, you know, fire relief. We, we, we support a bu- bunch of different causes there. And then we also do a thing called the Amplify series, which speaks towards people and human rights. And so for both of them, we have different processes, but essentially you can pitch at Gooder. You have a purpose project and you can say, Hey, I want to do something that speaks to, uh, you know, I want to do carbon neutral. I, here's the organization. Here's how I'm going to make it come alive. And there's a whole committee that sits on it and decides what we do. Also, you can say, Hey, I want to do something for AAPI. And, and, you know, that's one that we're, we'll be doing next year. Mm-hmm. And that came from somebody internally pitching during our quarterly pitch a Palooza that's saying, Hey, I want to do um, this. All 100% of the proceeds are going to go to um, uh, stop AAPI violence. And then we green light it. And so it's actually just like a, a full, like, like a, a full pitch process that we do quarterly. Yeah. Okay. So that speaks to exactly what you said, kicking this off, being proactive versus reactive. Um, and you know, like there, all of the things are going on all the time. Uh, how do we keep from speaking up about all of them? Uh, we have these projects, we have this process, right? So, um, looking at, let's say 1% for the planet, what led to us supporting that initiative particularly? Yeah. I mean, that came from, I mean, we've been doing that for a while. I don't know the, how many years, but, uh, Ben, uh, my partner, he actually started that. I, I want to say 2017 or 18, mm-hmm. maybe 18 when we started doing that. And that just came from a place of, Hey, we now have a company that we can afford to pay our bills because yep. the first couple of years it was, <laughs> we really couldn't. For sure. Uh, and how are we holding ourselves accountable? And that's a nice thing when you're a member of 1%, you are binding to this. And mm-hmm. so that was just a way for us to actually hold ourselves firmly accountable. Right. And because then, you actually cared, not yeah. trying to like signal virtue here. You're like, oh, this is important to us. So let's yeah, pursue it. Exactly. And we were, you know, so we've been doing that really proactively since 2018 in different ways, shapes, or forms. And in 2020, we realized like, oh, we've done stuff for people and human rights. Um you know, from our beginning, whether it be Special Olympics or um, um, LGBTQ causes or 100 Mile Club, but we didn't have it formalized like we did 1% for the planet. There's mm-hmm. unfortunately not a 1% for the people uh, yeah. in the world. Uh, yet. <laughs> yet. That is that is my dream at Gooder. But we realized in 2020, like, oh, we should actually have two paths. We should do stuff that benefits earth and animals and then stuff that benefits people and human rights. And that just came that other side came from just an awareness of, Oh, we're really good here. We're not so good here. So let's be intentional. And that's when we started formalizing uh, what we call the amplify series, which is amplifying um, voices and causes around us. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Uh, Can you talk about some other examples of causes that we support maybe in some of those other categories? Yeah. I mean, I can talk about past and then future real quick. So uh, we'll talk about earth and animals first. So obviously 1% for the planet, uh, we are carbon neutral, so we do we uh, we could bring in Dan to speak uh, intelligently to that. But we 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 donate a ton of money to for carbon offset. We actually trace back you know our factories, our supply chain, so we go all the way back to the source. We do a thing called these shades are trash, which we we would love to do recycled plastic. It's really hard, so we do some drops a year with it. That mm-hmm. money goes to one percent, so they can keep their um, keep going. Uh, we just launched national parks. So give money to our national parks. You know, we do things with Denver zoo. 
Uh, so support Denver Zoo and, you know, conservation efforts, uh, wags and walks, which is obviously uh, dog adoption. So that's one percent kind of some of the past stuff we've done moving forward. Coming up, we are doing um, uh, more wags and walks. We have uh, let me think. Actually, let, let me let me go down the it's, it's way easier to do it all at once. Yeah. Then we do people and human rights. So we've done uh, we've donated to Black Lives Matter, uh, LGBTQ, uh, 100 Mile Club, Special Olympics. Breaking Silent, which is a nonprofit from a person who used to be a gooder. So mm-hmm. uh, we donate to them. They're, they're about bringing awareness to, you know, um, sexual and domestic violence. So that's, we've done all of those in the past. Now, moving forward in 2022, we will be doing Breaking Silence again. Like I said, national parks, we are donating to um, uh, Special Olympics through our Flamingo Open. And, and then coming up in 2023, we have... Georgia Aquarium, so that's you know sea conservation, national parks again, um, uh, pride to LGBTQ, AAPI. Uh, let's see here, and then we have, I believe there's a couple on here that I we don't have a date for, but we are doing uh, Indigenous people and uh, uh, Mexican heritage. So those don't have a dates, but I think they're also coming in 2023. Yeah, amazing. So a lot of this feels like it's connected to um, more, more than just uh, the founding partners, right? We've started to recruit more folks from Gooder into the conversation um, and into into this space, right? So um, maybe thinking about the way that purpose projects play into this. So you just listed a bunch of amazing projects. Yeah. Um, they didn't just come out of thin air, right? We, we at some point were reacting to things that were going on in the world. And then we transitioned to a point where we're being more proactive. Can you talk about the backstory there? Yeah. I mean, uh, even taking it back even further, we since 2017 have had a thing called purpose projects for everyone at Gooders. Mm-hmm. Purpose projects are part of your uh, quarterly review, you know, uh, an expectation that how do you leave the world a better place? So mm-hmm. a lot of people here might, might volunteer. Uh, there's people here who've started their own nonprofits. It can be anything and and everything. So that's kind of, I think even pre 1% for the planet, we were doing that. That's that was the, the start. And that has grown to a wild, wild thing where uh, a lot of this, a lot of the stuff that we're talking about today actually at one point or another might've started as a purpose project. Yeah. So we, like I said, we've been doing that. And then from, um, in, I feel like over the past two years, it's been a fucking wild world. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, between the pandemic and just like, you know, social and, um, cultural and like injustice. And, you know, you find yourself being like, Hey, uh, if you're not proactively, working towards a cause or donating, then there's a pull, I think, to virtue signal. Mm-hmm. And so we realized that we're like, oh, we need to do a better job about matching our, we need to match our earth and animals effort with people and human rights. And so that, that kind of evolved in 2020. And, and so we created our, like the system of like, all right, if you have, if you see something that's going on in the world and you want to help support it, you can now use your purpose project to do it. And we have set aside budget and funds to donate to these causes, but they have to be nonprofits, obviously. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Can you talk about some of the wins and challenges there getting sort of recruitment and participation behind that? Yeah, it's, it's wild because we, I think a lot of at Gooder, we just did our quarterly reviews and 
I think a lot of people struggle with a purpose project. It's mm. the first thing to, for you to say no to. Like, well, it's not really part of my role. Right. And so certain people either absolutely love it and they are in. Uh, other people just struggle with it for whatever reason. I think it's a, a foreign concept. And Sue, if you kind of like draw that out, we have a certain amount of launches a year. We have a ton of funds that are in a pot to donate. But to get it donated to your cause, you just, you have to make a pitch. You have to be like, hey, I want to donate to this cause for this reason. Here's how I'm going to activate it. And so we have a bunch of people who do it, but we actually don't have as much uh, as I as I was expecting. And I actually think it's because we go from if you if there's something you want to support, you you can't just talk about it at good or you have to do something about it. Right. And that extra hill that has to be climbed for one reason or another, unfortunately, slows certain people down. Yeah, definitely. And at the same time, having this format where you you know for sure there's a way to get some funds behind a great idea or a great cause, I think it, it really empowers those who who have that passion to make change. Yeah. And we're a big believer in just not donating money willy-nilly. We want the person to reach out to the organization, understand it. what do they do? Are we sure we're aligned? And right, mm-hmm. there's there's just some work to be done there that is a little obstacle. Right. Yeah, it is about way more than money. Um, right. And that's why the the initial track for purpose projects is just a volunteer program where you actually go and participate and see on a one to one face to face level what kind of change can be made by participating. Yeah. I mean, we also try and be very local. Like there's a lot of giant organizations, uh, but really the bigger they are, the less they need your money for, for better <laughs> right. or, or, or use it well or use it well. Yeah. And we're made, we're way more into smaller local uh, organizations that actually we can talk to and we can, you know, do something with like sometimes it's a, it's a glass that we donate hundred percent of the funds. Sometimes it's a volunteers for employees. Other times, how can we do something to just create awareness? And we want partners who are, excited to engage with us uh, rather than just cash the check. Right, right, for sure. So we've talked through this uh, Why We Exist campaign that's just launched here. Um, Some of the evolution of our mission statements you covered um, and some key projects behind this. So how do you see this effort continuing to evolve? Yeah, I mean, my dream has always been that we... So for those you don't know 1% for the planet, 1% for the planet was... I'm going to butcher the official origin, but... Uh, um, 99% sure it was started by Patagonia and Patagonia realized like, Hey, um, how do we create this organization to get other businesses to opt in to, uh, supporting mother earth? And they, the way I understand it is they support, they do all the resources for the admin behind 1% for the planet. So mm-hmm. then all your money goes to the causes not to run the business. That's, that's their commitment. And I would love Gooder to get to a point where we could start like 1% for the people where, we funded a nonprofit uh, that worked with other businesses to donate 1% of their top line revenue to either things related to human rights uh, or people. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the dream. Fantastic. Uh, that feels like a, a wonderful evolution of the purpose projects in general. And I know that we've sort of moved in that direction a little bit with kind of like a grant program. Yeah. Is that, do you see that expanding uh, to encompass what you've just talked about? This yeah. Vision? I mean, I think the, we, the step in between there is more the one thing about running a nonprofit for anybody who doesn't know is when you're raising funds, it's re- you, 
you need to pay yourself. If you're a single person and you run, you start a nonprofit. Well, you can do it on the side, but if it becomes into a real business and you're really like trying to solve problems, you need to pay yourself and mm-hmm. you actually have to, you know, have medical and you need to be able to not worry about where your, where your rent check is coming from. And so I would love to, we do this with one organization now, but I would love to, you know, call it like yeah, the, the gooder grant program mm-hmm. uh, or uh, in basically say, Hey, we are going to find small, more small nonprofits and say, Hey, we're going to give you 50 grand or a hundred grand, but this money has to go towards paying you and admin fees. It actually right. can, like, like all the other money can go to the cause. This is going to go to the back inside because most people, they struggle with that. And conceptually running a business, being a business owner, owner, I understand that you need money to run the business. And so that's where I think that's the step um, between that and like full on 1% for the people. Yeah. Fantastic. So it's like uh, a lot of times it feels like nonprofit means non-professional and yeah. you're, you're essentially saying now startup accelerator, right? Thinking about this from a business perspective from the jump so that you can succeed and, and create true change. Yeah, for sure. Right. Where if we, I would love obviously live in Southern California, huge homeless problem. So if we got partnered with a, a small organization that was we believe in their cause. We believe that they were they were working towards solving this in the appropriate way. I would rather uh, support them so they can pay themselves and pay their bills and solve the problem instead of having to raise money. Right. Sustainable. Right. Yeah, sustainable. <laughs> and and do you want do you want this organization to spend their time raising money or uh, supporting the cause that they believe in? I mean, the answer is ideally, you know, supporting the cause, solving the problems, uh, connecting with the communities they're working with. Agreed. Yeah. All right. Should we head over to Circle Bar? Oh, yeah. Let's do this. All right. So what's one thing uh, you want to answer again or didn't get to bring up in our conversation? Yeah. I mean, I think just in general, this whole like why we exist campaign really came from this idea. Like I said in the intro, how are we really intentional good or right? Uh, we are fun, a reverent brand. We have a mission statement, but we really want to double down on anything we do. And and our mission statement isn't just words to us. Words to us. We uh, we have a staff meeting 32 weeks out of the year and we s- rotate the host and the host, they open it up with reading, you know, at Gooder, we exist to give you the permission to be unabashedly yourself unless you're an asshole. So at Gooder, everybody here knows our mission statement. And I would say most people have never worked in organizations where they knew the company's mission statement. Right. That's number one. Number two, if they do know it, do they actually know what it means? Mm-hmm. And and number three, do they actually like feel and believe that their organization is putting the effort and resources behind making that come alive. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of all wrapped up in why this is so important and, and why we really believe in, in doing this. And then the being really clear on 1% for the planet and our amplify series is all about the next step of that. Like, all right, well, instead of just kind of like, t- like doing this and donating to these causes, let's formalize it in a campaign and initiative and let's set goals every year to do this many launches and donate this much money mm-hmm. so that we can get there. And we, we, we are rolling out this campaign and in it, we're very transparent about like where we've donated, how much we've donated to so that everybody understands w- what we're doing and how we're giving back. And it's not just, for example, if we do a pair of glasses it's not, you know, uh, a percent of the proceeds. It's it's all of the revenue, mm-hmm. and so that is a that is a way different scenario. So we try to be very transparent about 
who we're giving and how much we're giving to them. Absolutely. Everything you just said, Stephen, reminded me, it's easy to feel like a company, a corporation is doing something like some hidden hand is making change happen, but that's not how it works. It's ultimately, it comes down to you and me, to each of us to participate and do our part and take on a project and take next actions and push things forward and, and ultimately make that happen. It's not just about writing a check and sending it off into the oblivion. Yeah. I mean, right now we have a person who's on your team, Maya, who a large chunk of her job is running our purpose projects and, you know, give, setting up volunteering opportunities. And, you know, we, that has taken us years to be able to afford that type of role. But, right. um, that is just a, a way that we are super intentional. And there's somebody like looking after this because we have said it's important to us. And so we want to make sure we live up to that promise. For sure. She's crushing it too. Yeah. It's amazing. All the opportunities that are here for folks to volunteer just because of the work that Maya's done. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So before I get us out of here, uh, can you share some advice or next actions for someone who wants to follow a similar path? For sure. So I'll take two sides of this. If you're starting a business and you want to create a mission statement, don't use creating the perfect mission statement as an excuse to not have one. Like done is better than perfect. Also, don't use it as an excuse to like push the launch of the business because <laughs> like you, like I shared, we've, we've had three. And if you want to kind of do what we've done here with the why we exist. I think there's two steps to this. One is insert your mission statement in some type of regular part of your business. So we, it's at the, it's at the front of our, our staff meeting, because if people don't know it at your organization, like they can't live into it and it's easy for you not to hold yourself accountable. Mm-hmm. And then second, and this is a big one, uh, launch initiatives with the goal to bring your mission statement to life. So you know, we have why we exist. We have sub projects. We have next actions. We have project managers. We have due dates. It's a lot of fucking work, but it is for sure worth it. But that is the level you have to do to actually like take this idea and this feeling of wanting to do good and actually executing and doing good. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Stephen. And thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, subscribe at gooder.com slash culture. Follow Culture Gooder on Instagram to stay in the loop with us. Until next time, be excellent to each other.